Hey guys, in part two of the All About Crypto series, we'll be talking more in depth about crypto, blockchain, and NFTs. Hope you all have fun. Let's move on to the episode now. So, so do you think that the Indian government is accepting it now after the digital rupee has announced in the budget and the taxations also? The thirty percent tax was rather heavy, no? So, so it was rather disruptive to be honest because you can't club it with something. You can't do tax loss harvesting as well. Yeah. Yeah, so so there are a bunch of questions here, right? So one is is the Indian government now accepting of cryptocurrencies? Um, I mean, to the extent that they have not chosen to ban, I think they are, you know, kind of uh, accepting of it. Uh, regulation, uh, I, I do believe that over the years the government's response to cryptos has evolved, right? And um, and uh, I think there's a subtle realization that uh, we cannot as as the country cannot stand out of sync with the rest of the world um and the larger kind of industry that has developed around blockchain and crypto so so i think um, the government is increasingly accepting of that uh, is likely not going to take uh, very very kind of extreme measures they are looking to regulate uh, taxation honestly it does not mean that uh, cryptos are legal it does uh, 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 you know but ta- taxation Does indicate a little bit of formalization, but I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, I think uh, the government is merely saying that, well, uh, we are taking our time to figure out how we want to regulate, but in the meanwhile, let us at least tax it because there's a fair bit of revenue um, and money that is being made. So, I mean, we are we are right in taxing it, and surely, I mean, no, nobody can disagree with that. Uh, the 30% tax, yes, is heavy. Um, uh, I think it also comes from a point of view that. um you know typically a lot of unproductive economic activities are taxed heavily right so for example gaming and gambling um uh, which is uh, or games of chance as we call them uh, lotteries you know they are considered to be uh, uh, unproductive activities and so the government says well at least let's make some money off it right um uh, you would see that cigarettes are taxed very heavily that's partly also because you want to dissuade people from smoking i guess the demerit world right So cryptos, um, you know, I, while while I don't uh, while I don't kind of agree with that assessment or categorization of uh, it being an unproductive activity, I mean, uh, for that matter, um, uh, you know, but but at the same time, I, I I see I can I can see why the government has taken that stance, um, and uh, maybe to a certain extent, it's uh, you know also gives the government a very strong political justification to kind of regulate and not ban. So. So yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm um, broadly um, at this moment ambivalent as to you know my 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 stance on the on the tax, but it is heavy. I think be more than thirty percent. It's some of the other tax proposals like uh, the tax deductible on source, right? There's a one percent TDS that they've implemented, which would be very which could be disastrous for the industry. So those are the kind of things that but like uh, like uh, yeah, I mean, definitely it will it will have its implications. This proposal. so but considering the fact that now in the last 2 years i say when crypto has been really in the limelight uh, there are more crypto holders in the in india than there are stock market holders and the stock market's been around for ages now so uh, is it due to this fact that they've introduced this and what do you think is the psychology of these people holding crypto are they betting on blockchain technology or just seeing these articles about 2 lakh percent returns or hypes and everything yeah um 
well one i'm not sure about uh, the data point that there are more crypto holders than than stock market it was by live mint i think the live mint introduced okay. article to see um but uh, you know uh, are people holding or investing in cryptos motivated by uh, you know long term potential for long term appreciation and in value because well the te- underlying technology is going to um, you know in- see increased adoption or is it um, you know pure play financial investment uh, that is even possibly speculative in right? i mean in many cases it is speculative in nature i think um, there's always a mix of both right i mean you will see that in the stock market as well there have been um, on the extreme end there have been innumerable number of scams where basically you know look at the the hashan data scam or basically yeah. you know people were punting on um on on stock certain stocks which were rapidly increasing in price except yeah. nobody realized that they were increasing in price because somebody was you know kind of pumping up the yeah. the prices uh, yeah. working to jack up the prices now um there is always going to be you, you can't read out the possibility of speculation and clearly in the crypto industry market as well there is a fair bit of speculation here um but then there are always are you know um uh, fundamentally sound uh, trading that happens which um uh, my i mean if you ask me my advice would be especially for a new asset like cryptos uh, people to take more fundamental calls on you know what they trade in right to understand i mean like it's general principles of investing that you know you invest into something that you understand um but you can't you know you you can't beat out uh, n number of speculators who will irrespective participate some will make money many will lose money um that's the nature of the game and it gets amplified with new assets right because see in the stock market um the asset has remained for a long time around for a long time so there are a lot of learnings um there are a lot of learnings even by hearsay there are learnings there's hundreds of books written about stock market investing there are, there is the sebi which regulates um you know stock trading activity etc in the in the crypto sector because it's a new asset you don't have the equivalent kind of critical mass of learning the the regulations uh, are not evolved etc so obviously i mean there is going to be um uh, some bit of learning some bit of chaos some bit of evolution that's going to happen over a period of time but uh, but it will And mature there has been a huge like sort of a boom right of these new digital assets like crypto is there then there's metaverse and now there's nfts also do you think all of them will have the same trend same upward trend of you know up going up basically or do you think one of them will just come crashing down yeah i don't want to speculate on uh, you know an upward trend in price and value uh, but i do want to maybe comment on what i believe uh, about you know the underlying technology the potential of the underlying technology right and uh, uh, and clearly you know there's a fair bit of hype around nfts the metaverse etc when there is a hype like this obviously hundreds of businesses will spring up uh, hundreds of people will invest into these things not every everybody is going to survive right there is bound to be a shake up but this is not unique to new blockchain technology this is principally what happens to every everything new right um, back in the day uh, there was a tulip mania which you might have heard of where prices of tulips yeah, yeah. there was a crash time i guess where they were going to the roof And the market bubble. Yeah, I don't know what people were thinking about, right? I mean, why, why would price of 
but maybe at back in the day it makes sense right i mean this yeah. is the amount of information uh, that you did not have 100 years of investing uh, uh, thesis developed that has developed over you know so we have the benefit of that decade right so so i think with every new asset that happens if you look at the internet the dot com bubble i mean a lot of the businesses that were raising huge chunks of money and going bust in 2000 uh, the in uh, around the 2000s yeah. are today actually big business big internet businesses right and they were i mean they got killed but they were actually early in time right so so point being that uh, you will always and always have uh, you know these cycles around new developments mm-hmm. there will be a hype there will be a correction people will learn there will therefore be some maturity there will be another cyclical hype again there will be a smaller correction and that's how any new industry uh, will mature it's happened with stock markets honestly if you see the sebi was not always around stock markets were not regulated in the same way always right the harshak mehta scam actually brought in a lot of regulation the uh, the recession in the us brought a lot of re- uh, regulation around investment activity right and regulation of banks so um, obviously there will be you know uh, the, the market takes a hit and that leads to better evolved regulation evolved market practices that's just the nature of the game okay so sir after talking about this what are the what are two three cryptos that you think are you know actually legitimate and worth betting on for the future if we can say that <laughs> see again i mean if you are if you are pushing me to name cryptos to invest in that's not i'm not sitting here no, to give no, investment no. advice but but if um, but if you were to ask me what are personally some of the innovations that i like like yes. some of the coins that that's i really I mean, really yeah. think are are pushing the envelope um, um so one of these has been around for a little while it's called the back the basic attention token which i really um, which i think that uh, you know introduces a lot of uh, a, a beautiful use case um which is basically it, it as the name suggests it's called basic attention token it aims to monetize all right? sorry digital advertising right yeah so it aims to monetize the user's attention which is that when i'm either a user consumes an advertisement um i don't want to consume it but i do because well that ensures that i get the content for free yeah. uh, uh right but my attention is valuable my time is valuable right so back turns this thing around on its head and says that well we will actually pay you i mean somebody will pay you in basic attention token token being the that token, uh, right um for every second of attention that you give right and uh, uh, this way you are incentivized to actually consume the content yeah. and then your advertiser knows that they have your attention and they are paying you only for the attention that they Like they get from you, right? Not more, not less. Not so I think that kind of changes. You know, it, it has the potential to disrupt online advertising um, uh, quite a bit. Uh, so that's that's one point. Uh, one one point that I really uh, uh, really like. So a bunch. I mean, look at uh, coming closer home. Look at uh, Gari, which is the coin for the Chingari platform, right? Which is again saying that well, today so many content creators on a number of social media platforms. don't really really have a monetization mechanism which is where they earn directly from the consumer of the content right i have a platform in between that that basically captures a majority of that value but imagine if users could directly pay the content creator you on twitter whether you are on uh, chingali or on tiktok or whatever if i like your content i pay you directly for it and consume it um that uh, changes uh, the game right? so so a lot of these innovations are happening today 
um, which are very promising. And uh, I, I like the two of these. I like um, what uh, you know, Matic and Solana are solving for a very significant problem today uh, in the ecosystem, which is again, not, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm quite bullish about both of these. Okay. So, sir, can uh, moving on to a little bit of law, uh, your main focus, I would say. So, sir, uh, what can you just give us an overview of what you did with uh, the terms and conditions, as you talked about in the tech talk? Okay. So, um, you know, the tech talk was about primarily about um, uh, how legal documentation and contracts in particular, for as long as we remember. Uh, is very very uh, it's user unfriendly. Definitely. In fact, if you enter into a contract, and all of you enter into contract, right? When you say, for example, you're using Zoom, you've probably yeah. without reading, you've kicked onto the terms of use, right? But you haven't read the contract because you don't, um, you know, it's not a joy, it's not a delightful experience, right? And today we talk about user experience so much about every app that we use. Why not bring in that same idea of design sensibilities? of user experience, um, of um, user friendliness into legal documentation also. And we try to answer that question in the talk. So we basically say that, well, uh, you know, uh, a contract should be created not for Nirbesh and Manan's lawyers, because typically two sets of lawyers will come in and negotiate the contract and the user keeps away, right? So I would rather we the contracts need to be created for the two of you. And yeah. how do we do that? Let's create it in formats like very now. Now, whenever we say do an official meeting, for example, we use a number of formats. We don't always write everything in like a hundred page document. We use PowerPoint presentations. We use graphics, we use tables, flowcharts, right? Uh, we like use emojis now. Why can't you use the same format? Why can't I use emojis in a contract to, to maybe it conveys the point better, right? Yeah. Uh, or flowcharts or graphics, etc. So we've done a lot of contracting for um, uh, you know, different in different contexts where we have tried to reimagine the format of the contract itself. So just to give you an example, where we were dealing with these uh, contracts uh, between two parties, but these were um, you know high stake, uh, very very large contracts for purchase of annual purchases of uh, high quality apples from Himachal Pradesh. Uh, but farmers who were selling the and entering into these contracts were illiterate. So you enter into a paper contract, they can't read it. What's the point? We did these audio contracts where the contract was actually recorded in their language, read out to them, and then they would also speak back and record that they agree to these terms, right? So at least, okay. at least they understand what what they're uh, signing up. Uh, so, likewise, uh, you know, we've done a lot of, uh, a lot of graphics. A small question here: the uh, main part in these contracts, these audio contracts, for example, is the hard part is for it to be legally binding, right? Okay, sure, okay. I mean, you have to ensure that the contract you draft is legally enforceable because if you end up going to the court, um, uh, the court should not throw away the contract saying that, well, this is not proper, it's not in proper format, etc. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, obviously, when we imagine these contracts, reimagine these contracts, we have to be very mindful that uh, these will hold well in the court. Right? But there is one more reason why you enter into contracts. It's not only because you are saved when you go to court. Just the fact that you've written down something carefully on a piece of paper is very useful to remind you in the times when supposedly you both of you enter into a contract, you know, you say, we'll do this 
we host these podcasts together any money that comes out of it we are going to share it equally right but tomorrow one year later when you are in a dispute one you do not have an exact re- recollection of what you had agreed second there is no proof of what you had agreed third there was there can be a mistake or a losing translation of what was agreed right if you put something on paper it always helps resolve disputes much better yeah. even before going yeah. to the court between the two of you you will amicably sort out things if, if there is a record of it so uh, now again the same point that if you have a contract which both of you also don't understand fully appreciate it will not help you bring sanity in your relationship but if it is done up in a manner that you understand it fully um, then then it has a better better odds of you know uh, holding up 